Welcome everyone. My name is Vida and this is Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast. A podcast where we discuss current news and developments happening in the cricket world with a special focus on Sri Lanka cricket. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host Sohan. How are you going, Bora? Good Vida. Pretty busy with uh, matches kicking off now here in Victoria. I'm guessing you'll be the same. So, saw bodies on the weekend but we're enjoying playing the game, talking about it and yeah, now watching more games with a lot of cricket around the world happening. I agree with you, Bora. My body is so and uh, yeah, starting to feel the age now, but we carry on for the love of yeah. the game. We got a lot to talk about, but I think we will talk about LPL, which has started last week and it's in full swing at the moment. And mm. uh, Ashes cricket has begun and Australia has won the first test at Gabba. It's a comprehensive win, but we'll start with LPL, Bora. Your team, Jaffna Kings, they're doing well at the moment. Yeah, they are a powerhouse squad. Um, just if you look at the names and the players, and it's just one of the strongest outfits we've had domestically there. Um, I think you name it, we've got the best spinners in the spot there, we've got a strong batting group, and you've got a T20 legend as an overseas player in Shoaib Mali. So um, they are setting well. I'm sure most of the other franchises would be asking for a few players from that strong <laughs> spot because that's a strong bench so setting camp well there i think they i mean they lost the first game but after that they've been back on track just been on to it uh, mahesh Tikshana, what he did for the sri lankan team is doing the job up there avishka was opening so yeah looks like his role has changed in franchise cricket gone back to open rather than slotting into the middle order when we start playing international cricket, we might have to see whether it's a short-term fix in, in the Sri Lankan batting order or whether it's a long-term fix where he'll come off franchise cricket and bat in the middle for Sri Lanka. Nonetheless, like, yeah, pretty good kickoff. They're off the blocks early for a strong team. The boys you're rooting for seems to be behind a bit at the moment, but early tournament, they'll hopefully kick off, come back strong. Angie might have a part to play he has to get fit and if he can be part of that um, squad or playing group that'll be good to have yeah you're right um Colombo team is captained by dds at the moment and uh, chandimal nearly got us through last night but we only got one win at the moment uh, looking at the table bora dambula giants yeah. topping the table with uh, with three wins and jaffna second but they got game yep. in hand yep. then goal gladiators then um, candy then Colombo. but as you said like it's early still early stage uh, because it's only five teams only one team's going to miss out from the playoffs so there's a lot to play for um looking at the yeah. players Bora, it's uh, i mean i haven't seen any of the youngsters um, you know coming out with strong performances yet. It's all the same names, what we've been seeing in the last few months, uh, doing well in this tournament so far. Anyone yeah, um, got your attention? I guess a guy I've been keeping an eye out is Taridu Ratnayaka. The guy, mm. um, he played for SSC. I think he still plays for SSC. Bowls yeah. with both arms when needed. So um, a spinner who's able to bowl right arm morphies and left arm uh, finger spin as well. Yeah. Um, and he seems to be playing a key role um, out there. Um, early signs are he seems to be a new name 
um, that we are looking out for. Spot on how you said about um, <clears throat> the players. It's the same group of players that he's putting in the mix. Um, good to, I mean, Chandimal, strong performance by by him yeah. in the opportunities he's got. Um, another T20 uh, domestic player would be a Chaturanga De Silva. He's mm. doing well there. And I think it's that five-member team and uh, the reliance on that strong group of players. That means less opportunity for youngsters or a new player to come out. Yeah. Um, a guy I was keenly following, I wanted to see him play. He hasn't featured yet. He's Ashane Daniel, the off-spinner. Yeah. A bit similar to how um, Akila Dananje bowls. Uh, he can bowl more with the new ball. I just uh, feel if I could see him in the mix, I think he'll be good value for the next few years for the Sri Lankan camp. Mm. My expectation is he's a strong performer, but we, we need that second uh, player behind him just to egg them on. Praveen and Lasit and Buldeni are bouncing off each other. Uh, Mahesh yeah. and Ashen Daniel would be good to have. Ramesh Mendes is there in the um, you know the Double test left. group as well as the maybe the 50 over group as much. But I just the T20 format, I think you need those players standing out. Um, mm. But youngsters wise, early tournament again, early signs. Um, Keenly following that next group. I mean, the last LPL threw out a few good youngsters that, I mean, we we pretty much know are proven performers now at the moment. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, we look to that. What are your thoughts on the overseas players and uh, how have you, what's your assessment on them? Yeah, but uh, looking, looking at the overseas players list, uh, they're all season campaigners, starting from the legend Shoaib Malik, uh, Mohamed Hafiz, and you got Ravi Popara, uh, you got Imran Tahir. They, they're all seasoned campaigners and uh, most of them are doing really well. And and the spinners especially, if you were there, you would have loved these pitches. I mean, they're, they're turning and with bounds, um, almost all the spinners enjoying the conditions. Uh, looking at the runs chart, uh, Phil Salt is leading with 180. Yeah. And Chandimal, Dasun Chanaka, Tisara Perra, Dick Kweller, Kola Kadmo. So, as I said, it's all known names. You know, there's no one really new in there. What are your thoughts yeah. uh, about the OC's pros? They seem to be um, enjoying this tournament. They seem to be. And um, Shoaib Malik is, yeah, we can harp on for ages. He's such um, good value to have, uh, especially, I mean, he proven performer plus lot of the games. It's because he's that middle order bat that guys can learn how to play through those stages, uh, which is an area a lot of international teams lack that middle order bat who can put, pull through and finish the innings. Um, so having him just picking his brains, uh, it'll add immense value. Um, Phil Salt and Tom Bandon uh, with the the England boys out there. Yeah. Um they are strong T20 performers. It's a good challenge for them uh, playing on turning tracks. Uh, Tom Banton, I mean, last year he played in the Big Bash. So, yep. I mean, on flat tracks, they go really hard. Phil Salt, again, the same. They love uh, taking the game. That's England's white ball cricket reflecting, I mean, the um, good times they've had in the last few years. Um, so, those guys are 
pretty dominant. The Pakistani players, West Indian players, um, Imran Tahir um, would be immense value. Mm. Um, what we want to be smart now is to, whilst the, we get use of the overseas players, we've got to throw in some of our local players uh, <clears throat> to handle the situations. That's the, yeah. something we've got to start pushing in. I know there are key spots, but if one or two spots, a Sri Lankan boy can uh, hold for to learn or try to get that edge going, that'll be a perfect result for us. Like slowly put the overseas players in the back seat while our boys take over. Yeah. That's the gradual process you want to see happening. Yeah, yeah, right. I mean, in some things you can see that's happening already. Um, uh, I can see Ramesh Mendis the way he bowls. You know, you can see he's full of confidence and yeah. he's bowling according to the situations. And you know, you can see from his body language, he's he's all over it. Uh, you're yeah. right. I mean, that's this is the second year in succession. This tournament's happening. Uh, we can already see the, the pluses from this tournament because the quality of the tournament is already a bit higher than last year. The first round matches are already uh, all all the matches are played at Kataram Stadium. So that's one reason uh, because you're using pitches every day for two games, and yeah, uh, that's why. If, the spinners are playing a big role there and uh, the weather conditions, a lot of rain in the last few days. So that plays yeah. a part as well. Yeah, I was just going to add to it with, a, I think, even in the lead up to it, like we had, we finished off a one-day tournament, which was pretty much washed out. Mm. Um, a lot of the games were stuck, especially the games in Colombo. So that meant even the Kitarama didn't have time for the wickets to be prepped. There wouldn't have been cross rolling across the square or we didn't yeah. work done on it because yeah. it was always, you know, on the covers or I would have been wet. Most mm. likely it would have been open, not being covered. But So that meant you need more drying time. That's why yeah. I guess we are seeing it looks unprepared, uh, you know, square turning tracks because of that reason. We, yeah. you know, overnight, a couple of I mean, two days worth of rolling is not going to help you out. You, I mean, we've seen when pitches are prepped, you need a good lead up into it. Uh, yeah. And weather is a key factor. It's something that was out of their control. Mm. Um, the, if we had that prep time Monday, these wickets would have held more stronger, held yeah. it together. Now it's let's. they're trying to get in much as possible, rolling as possible and to play. Um, yeah which is happening, the, it's, it seems to be turning square at the moment. Um, but, I mean, hand, hand in hand, it, uh, hope the wickets will improve, hopefully. Um, mm. If they keep, like, I'll, I'd be, as a, my advice for the, the camp would be try to keep a couple of squares away so that it has more rolling time so you can use it to yeah. the back end of it. If they do that, we might see some improved wickets. Uh, rather than just going from square to square to square and yeah. uh, not having time to prep it up. Yeah, so, um, I mean, looking at the square, Bora, they've been. I mean, you can see that they they prepared like four or five pitches to yeah. use throughout the tournament, and yeah, yeah. maybe maybe. But you can see it's it's dry. You don't see any, not even a little tinge of green there. So, must yeah. be really hard to keep it keep it nice and hard. But yeah. You know, there's those things you can't control. But the outfield and the, the pictures we see from the 
from the drones it looks magnificent the ground they done a yeah. good job you know the sri lankan ground staff they are the best in the world oh, they're when best. it comes to they're the best yeah you know, after the girls they are the best <laughs> we'll we'll cover the ground within you name it there's hundreds people on a international game like we in the past we've seen the whole ground being covered and yeah. i jokingly say we need to get um, sponsors on the covers just to get revenue on through the tv networks because we we cover the whole ground and then we peel it off we are good to go you don't see that yeah. happen in a lot of grounds around the world so um hats off to them we it's the tournaments kicked off um, we know the value of it through the early part to the middle stages which is happening now early signs are jaffna king setting up well as favorites mm. um tambulla getting there gold gladiators there almost colombo and ja candy uh, fighting for fighting. the last spot for the wooden spoon at the moment behind, they are pretty much behind the eight ball um just touching base on the candy team they are very light on their bowling attack it's yeah. um, they'll struggle to contain a lot of teams even on a uh, wicket that's turning square they seem to be struggling cuz jaffna's got all the spinners so um, yeah. so candy struggling with a few i'm not sure whether um they are able to get some players into the squad if i was in that camp i'll be looking at who can i um, you know draft in as spinners from this squad um at this stage of the uh, squad because it doesn't look like we have that spinners i mean um i know uh, tm sampath's playing in that squad as that or spin all round but cricket's progressed a bit long more um where you need some quality you need you can't have half and half spinners playing you need a stronger yeah. spinner and that's got and that i feel they'll have to sort their bowling out um if they want to be up fighting for that third spot third and fourth spot they'll have they need their bowling coming through mm. your boys should be all right for the moment they structure in a few wins and they'll be sneaking to be the fourth and in the short tournaments mm. sometimes late momentum helps Yeah well it's only five five to him so that helps we just have to yeah. have few more wins and your belt and you can grab that spot but going yeah. forward for I was thinking about this right we almost need six teams in this tournament just to have it a bit more competitive yeah. just yeah. to up that competitiveness because yeah, if if it's only five teams and yeah. uh, if four teams are you know like already made the top four you know the, the competitiveness will drop down i think yeah. because we have enough players to build another team it's not yeah. like we don't have players in our domestic system yeah i think it's a good thing they started with five because mm. if we suddenly had so many teams the quality would have dropped now coming off the second year we see the require need to have that because there was a lot of uncertainty right last year when this yeah. tournament was in the mix we weren't sure how many overseas players will sign up yeah. um number one so then the overseas players the eating up four slots kind of put away a few of the domestic players in out of the mix yeah. um so last day we knew that but it was a good tournament where some, even some of the junior like jaffna kings a strong team now because on the back end of all their juniors doing well um yeah. so now they've suddenly gone with the seniors in that that's a powerhouse team 
um because chaturanga de silva there mm. upul taranga is in the squad um he'll be a handy opener to have any yeah. team would want him so they've managed to come out on the other side of it with a good squad um now like i said yes there are more players outside this circle that are good enough to be you know in a mix so in the next few years if we are talking about the long term uh nature of this tournament uh, we can slowly introduce one more team um, mm. that means it gives a bit more of exposure for the rem- outer circle squads um and then we've got to attract more overseas players coming in yeah so the organizers are probably thinking down that track from a point of view the 16 member makes sense in a squad because uh, that means throughout the week there's a team always that there's matches been happening rather than one team having to sit out um in a round um but i'm guessing they'll probably be looking at this the short term goal in the lpl was probably to get things kicked off yeah um, five member squad if at all overseas players don't come and we don't attract any you know franchises number mm. one um we'll be able to make it with a strong domestic tournament of players in that yeah. five if we had six and if like no franchise no overseas players franchises pulled out it would have been a real struggle so that would have been the thinking behind it now it's right we've set the base up um we are attracting a few talent overseas as well as more franchises been interested i mean um ideal scenario would have been to give this six team uh for one of these new teams that new sponsors that came on board rather yeah. than kicking the old jaffna yeah aliens yeah. out of it you know um so that's the mistake we they mm. made um but we are right there with us six team yeah. is something that we need uh to those fringe players like ashen yeah. daniel like i told you he is struggling to get a game i like to see him in the mix yeah. if you had that yeah. six team jaffna kings that squad would have dropped about four players everyone drops two two players and that's their six player squad plus mm. the outer circle of players some of those players who missed out in that squad that 11 so so next year let's have six teams we'll have games in colombo candy tambula and hamantara oh goal yeah. well we don't have lights at goal but yeah and we can have a couple of day games there yeah but, exactly now i was basing on the franchises um oh yes uh, yes but your spot you are right we'll have to play out in uh, yeah imagine the crowds we can bring in because you know yeah. every time we you play in dambul and surya vava yeah get packed crowd so yes you know hopefully with the with the covid now slowly uh, going away and uh, people are getting yeah. used to used to social distancing and everything so yeah. maybe next season will be more exciting with matches exactly. going all around the island i was um just a quick one to wrap up the lpl chat we are just having i enjoyed the comment miki arthur put about patum nisanga he is sri lanka's t20 opener and he should mm. be playing that role right yeah. now i think the franchise he was playing for kept him out um i don't agree with that i think unless he is injured that's something we don't know yeah. um 
that's his role. He has to play that. He has to play at every given opportunity that role to grow into that. Because coming off a high of what he did in that T20 mm. World Cup, you don't want domestic franchise cricket dropping that to giving him, you know, that doubt to think, oh, hang on, have I? Can I do this role back or not? Um, mm. That uncertainty has to stop, and it was a good. I mean, social media is the one we are able to see, hear people's opinions and thoughts. And Mickey Arthur being a, I mean, on the back of him, notice it. In it was good, and I'm hoping that this is the uh, like discussions these guys have to have and say, look, he is our premier T20 opener for Sri Lanka. He has to do the role. Um, so that's something I I just wanted to touch base. Um, the naughty three are back as well. So they, they'll be yeah. keen to uh, make things right from a cricket team point of view. Strong performers. Um, we know they're how strong they mm. are. Um, oh, this is their opportunity. Yeah. yeah. They've got a role to play. I know they've made yeah. mistakes. Mistakes happen. we got to bounce off and come back. This is the first stage for them. And good luck to these players so that they can push, you know, keep making it hard, making it hard for the selectors. Yeah, yeah. You reckon uh, Mickey Arthur will sign Batumni Sanka for Derbyshire for, for the blast? That'll be a perfect scenario. Um, Mickey Arthur has to... I mean, I was giving it a bit of thought, right? Um, just keep going off topic. I think we're going from uh, E20 cricket to a bit of... Um, <laughs> Um, county cricket is Mickey Arthur's move into the county coaching setup. We know Sri Lankans would love to play county cricket, get exposed more. Um, Patum Nisanko, Dimut Karunaratna should be on the plane, playing for Derbyshire under yeah. Mickey Arthur. That's if it that's the development we want to see, and I know we'll. Yeah, don't want to be sound controversial, but if he enjoyed his stint here, <laughs> enjoyed his stint here, um, if you uh, sign one of those boys, um, Mani to Hasaranga will be a bit off his budget to sign. Um, I think he, they'll be struggle to get the coin across. Even Chamira. Even Chamira. Um, yeah. So, uh, I like them having a season with, with like. All our greats have gone and played season in county season and we've seen things happen. They've progressed well. Mm. Uh, it's been pretty quiet since of late. Um, I think Dimuth had a stint lined up, but I think he had to pull he, off. He couldn't uh, go there because of COVID. Uh, but it will do a world of wonders for them. So, Mickey Arthur, if you're listening in, got to sign one of our boys up for the season. So. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh. I mean, Dimut's hungry for runs. He doesn't, he doesn't have opportunity to make runs. He's in top form. So sign him yeah. up. Um, I think uh, let's wrap our LPL leg of this uh, episode there. So both of us live in Australia and it's finally proper cricket has started. The Ashes cricket. You know, when you, when you wake up in the morning, all you hear about is Ashes cricket these days on TV, radio, everywhere. And um, first test at Gabba just finished and Australia won it comprehensively. Um, once again, the scars and the bad dreams of sending the opposition in by Nasa Hussein must have put some doubts into Joe Root's decision to breakfast at a green 
Gabba pitch for us. You know, they got all out for 147 and from there, it, they were always behind and uh, Australia, they managed to, at one stage, they was they lost five wickets, but Travis had made a magnificent 150 to um, help his 100 help uh, Australia to put up a big score. And again, on the third day, Australia was in a spot of bother. Um, England were batting well. Joe Root and David Milan were batting well and it would look like they were going to survive the second new ball the next day but they lost their way and they uh, they lost the test match uh, pat cummins as captain for the first time perfect test match for him five wickets and a win what what can you ask for when you're captaining your first first game one nil for australia and adelaide test much talked about adelaide test next week bora hopefully anderson and broad will play in this test yeah i think um, from an english point of view they just want to forget this game it was we knew they knew it was going to be tough playing at the gabba but this was pretty much well, i mean it wasn't what they expected now yes you're exactly right when you said um the toss um nasser hussein <laughs> it'll be it's talked about we few like when he was captain was a I mean, this was when Steve Waugh had his invincible team um, where Nasser Hussein won the toss and decided to bowl. And it was a shocking result in terms of the runs they piled up Australia. So whoever goes out there has that. It seems they, they, ha- they can't shake it off. And um, lead up into the Brisbane game, it was, it was wet weather, undercovers, things, everything looked like the ball first track. I think mm. even Pat Cummins said it was a 50-50 choice. Um, it's just that everyone knows that the Gabba, if you're in, you tend to score runs. Um, uh, but yeah, unfortunately, Joe Root uh, will have this monkey on his back as well. Would he, have, would he would have even another go? Would he bowl or would he still bat? Um, I have a strong suspicion he would um, mm. bowl. Strong suspicion that Joe, if Joe Root wins, uh, can replay it, he'll bowl first. Um, but uh, nonetheless, Pat Cummins, good way to start. Um, also, Travis said um, there was a oh. lot of debate going back and forth. We were in the Kawaja camp, uh, but still um, in it. Still in it. Kawaja <laughs> might be opening. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's ready to bat at any position. He can bat any position. Yeah. yeah. So averaging ninety six open in the batting. Yeah, even better. 16 <laughs> Australia, just slowly. Um, um, <laughs> but I think Mark, I'm with this group, they'll give Marcus Harris a go. Now that age, yeah. Harris has age. I mean, that's the right thing to do. Um, but still in the Kawaja camp, just quickly. Um, <laughs> um, but like, if you get every, every pluses, like Nathan Lyon, I mean, they call the goat here, finger spinner, all spinner, done so well, 400 behind his name. He'll just uh, carry on. Um, like, it's the strongest Australian bowling attack after uh, McGrath, Lee, yeah. Vaughan, and probably uh, Gillespie, or maybe in that four fast bowler group that they had. Mm. Uh, this group's <clears throat> equal. Uh, at the moment with, with the, what they are putting out there. 
uh, captaincy cap- we couldn't ask for anything better all the decisions he made was good uh, yeah being a captain gets first pick of going at the tail as well to get the five first so just <laughs> how good is that wish i had that <laughs> option <laughs> no so uh, but he bowled the house down as well um so i don't know if hazel woods uh, it could have been a smart decision just to hold back in bowling but i don't know whether he's got a you know just a soreness somewhere around that we'll hear more when that lead test starts yeah um alex carey behind the stumps eight catches on debut so he looked so easy like mm. there was a the first um, wicket he got off joe burns which was you know just back on yeah, the yeah. yeah he just yeah. caught it without any issues looked so so comfortable behind yeah. the stumps if, um, if you don't if you don't hear anything about or if you if the commentators don't talk about the wicket keeper that means he's doing yeah. well you know you don't yeah. notice when the wicket keeper is good Yeah. yeah so, so he's done a good job yeah exactly cameron greens coming off age he's he's been talked a lot about here in the circles as a the fear guy to look out for australia's never had a strong all rounder i mean never had the need for it because of having you know flat tracks that um the batters can cash in and you need more specialist bowlers that's always been the case unlike in england like your ian bothams and ben stokes now andrew flintoff mm-hmm. there's always a bit in the wicket where they can they need that bowler to you know that all rounder set up there australia has mm-hmm. never been a big uh, i can't think of a strong all rounder that yeah. has played for Maybe australia Shane watson the last yeah Shane watson to a certain extent but it's but always he's a top been, order batter yeah has been that stronger batters like who takes the game away you know i mean the number one best batter we know is ricky ponting then even the likes of michael clark now david warner steve smith labushekney this they're doing well um poor jack leach got thrown um looks like uh, got a pass sent in he's just knocked out got into hospital by playing him in this group um again sir I mean, two guys who have sets up have bats. The only two right-handers got an average of sixty each. The left-handers will take him apart, and mm. the plan was set. They just wanted him. That's a good statement to make as well. Kick the the spinner out of the out of this group, you know. So he yeah was was hit around the park. That's um, not a good start to the series. Uh, now you see why Moin Ali didn't want to travel out here as well. So <laughs> <laughs> they must they they could have used Moin Ali in that pitch. Um, yeah, I don't think they'll use the spinner at Adelaide, but because they can use Joe Root's or spin, and uh, they mm. can bring both yeah Anderson and Broad. Yeah, I mean with with walks and Wood if he's fit. Yeah. I think guess now the eyes are on okay those two guys have to play in Adelaide the only thought i could think of it is they didn't they knew they were going to lose at the gabba mm. they want that okay let's not scar the two best bowlers we got left let's have them ready for um the adelaide test and from there let's try to start the series okay, mm. the ashes that's that's the only reasonable 
excuse i can find uh, you know it's like a shocker to see guys they were running out drinks uh, and they, if you have carrying an injury you think they'll keep them on the ice but and um and they were bowling full bit in the net <laughs> exactly one hour so, straight uh didn't get that i i i thought at least one could have played and i mean broads had done really well against warner so he should have at least played mm. to set that up at least given england that chance that's something we might hear through the grape points what really happened there but i mean couple of years ago, i think it was last year or the year before england were playing i think it was the west indies and stuart broad didn't get picked in the first test and he mm. he showed his disappointment in the media he said yep. like he should be playing blah blah you name it Nothing I haven't heard time. anything at the moment. Yeah, exactly. So um, I don't know. So yeah. So, <laughs> so you're I... reading. You're reading between the lines and saying that it was a plan altogether. Yeah. Or oh, they didn't want to play as well. If Stuart got one, maybe he was relieved. He didn't play. Yeah. Um, but they. I mean, they get. We. I mean, from a Sri Lankan point of view, like. we know how strong we had goal right and when um, we know now we, when the guys are playing at the gabba it's you know the gabba tour the gabba tour they call it yeah but <laughs> you, not <laughs> not many survive that or england india was good to survive there but not many so but you know when you look at the record yeah it was it was a great win but you had to look at the circumstances as well that was the last test of the series not the first test of the series that yeah. australian bowling attack they played four tests cool. in five weeks and they were tired yeah. they they were not they were not at their best i'm not taking yeah. anything away from that victory i mean that was a yeah. great win but it's not yeah. the same when you play australia first test of the summer at gabba or yeah. the last test it's big difference Bit different, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, I guess Australia probably go with the same eleven. Um, mm. go unless they bring in Kawaja for Harris. Yeah, I'd like to see that happen. But if if we think in, I mean, all this group are like if Kawaja comes in, Warner, Kawaja, Smith, they're all of the same age. so you'd rather give that harris that time to settle in so when those three move out of that group they've got uh, you know manus harris wade uh, sorry head and greens and those guys just holding that order up uh, but yeah with a kawaja for us we love <laughs> um but ashes i mean cuz of the people not traveling out to perth the last they need to find a venue to play so um hobarts got the go green light to host the test match so that's good mm. um england wouldn't wouldn't mind that happening if they can you know hang in there come back uh, mm. they love to play under that conditions so um adelaide and hobart is i mean if it was to work in their favor yeah um, they'll be happy to play those two games where in um, australia would take melbourne and sydney so um don't know but early signs you reckon i know every strong australian 
player loves the series um, to be five nil. That's what they always come up and say five nil. Um, but England has to pick their pieces with the bat. Oh, that's a shocking, shocking batting uh, display there. So yeah. lots of work in that camp. Um, well, no, it's not going to be five nil, Bora. I mean, if England want to be, you know, put up a fight, they'll have to win at Adelaide and draw at MCG. Yeah. Then Sydney, if they can hold on to a draw. Yeah. Then go to Hobart and win it. But yeah. don't know whether whether the bowlers will be will be fit by that time. That's the only worry. Yeah. And I'll mention another thing. Um with Australian bowling attack, like if you can get through the first 30 overs of that new ball, that's yeah. where you cash in. Because this this Australian bowling attack is not the same as they used to be two, three years ago when yeah. it comes to the old ball. Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so Wrong hit with a so, yellow background so, in our... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, you know, that's where you cash in with this bowling attack. But it's hard with the new ball, Stark swinging the ball with pace. And yeah. Hazelwood is, is the new Magra, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's relentless with his length. He'll come line. good. He'll come good. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's exciting series to watch. Mm. Um, I think Adelaide will be, again... A different atmosphere, twilight game. General, it, it's good entertainment there. A lot of activity after the sunsets. Yeah. Um, you know, everyone's talking about the Ashes here. Love the cricket happening. Uh, I mean, even at work, there's guys. You know, you're listening in on the radio. Just want to see how things are happening, um, and you try to grab and watch the game as whenever possible. So it's um, good for us. Uh, good. Good things to talk about. Um, yeah. But yeah, we are keeping an eye out on the LPL as well. I know there's a bit of a time difference for us, but mm. with um, recorded games to watch, if we miss the action yeah. or possible, we stay up and watch a game. We are up for it. That the game with Chandimal almost pulled it off yeah. was a good one. Uh, You're right about Adelaide, Bora. I would love to go there, but you know, start of the season, I'm captain, captain in my team. So I asked my club, say, I asked them to plan your summer around cricket. So I can't just leave now because we got a couple yeah. more games to play before Christmas. <laughs> so, so maybe, maybe Boxing Day test, maybe we can meet up at MCG, Bora. Yeah, could be one. Looking forward to it. If um, it might be, it's going to be a sellout crowd this year. So, mm. um, yeah, setting up well for that. The Big Bash leagues kicked off here as well, which goes hand in hand with, and I mean, every summer there's a test series happening. This summer it's the Ashes. Um, uh, Matthew Wade's hit the ground running. He, uh, he's opening for the Hobart Hurricanes. A um, few of the local players getting more exposure, but there is a drop in the tournament because uh, of the players getting picked up yeah. into. The Ashes gods and having bigger bubbles, probably. Um, there's also um, Lions versus Australia happening. So the Big Bash um, seems to have dropped a few players. 
Andre Russell has found his way yeah. on a plane out here. I know there was a few chat about him maybe landed in Colombo, but then seems to have either was thinking about Pakistan, but then landed in Melbourne. Yeah. Um, so, but it was interesting. There was chat about him in that squad where he has to sit separately or you can't give a high yes. five to him and stuff like that while he's playing because of yeah. the shot uh, in that bu- bubble. Yeah. Uh, COVID's thrown a... There are new rules made up as we go along just to uh, isolate players or try to reduce the risk of this COVID uh, infection. So it's there'll be more weird rules coming up as we go as things start unraveling with these COVID things. Yeah, I think that's a good place to wrap up. Bora, let's keep an eye on LPL and Ashes. We'll have another episode next week and talk all about it. And uh, lots of feedback again. Sorry, we didn't have time to um, talk about the comments and the and the questions. Uh, we'll do a Q&A episode uh, before Christmas. Just questions and comments. We'll do one. And there's few uh, rude comments about how we talk and stuff for us. So we might have to, we might have to mention that as well. Um, yeah. <laughs> there are good comments, lots of good comments. And there are a few, um, few rude ones as well. But I don't mind reading them. You don't mind, do yeah, you? Yeah, love to hear that. Love to hear that. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll make a list. And, uh, yeah. That'll be interesting. Thanks a lot, everyone, for listening in. Um, Hope to have more discussions about the LPL, which teams managed to get off the bottom of the ladder um, and push, make a case against Jeffna Kings at this stage of the tournament. Um, also, we might be able to know more details or might hear more about who we is going to take up the Sri Lankan coaching gig. Yes. Uh, it's a bit of an unknown there. So, um, Let's see. We'll keep digging a few holes and see if there's a name that pops up that we feel will take over that mark. So, yeah, if you hear something, send us a message. We love to love to know. Um, yeah. yeah, let's wrap it up there. If you got any comments, uh, any feedback, send it to Sri Lankan Cricket Podcast at gmail.com. And you can follow us in our socials. Farah and I are both active on Twitter. So give us a follow. We'll add all these links in the show notes. So until next time, see you soon. See you guys.